Today we're going to be uh, hearing from a few different people who are a part of our community who are going to testify and just share some stories about how the presence of God has marked their lives. So the first person that we're going to hear from today is Kristen Knowles. She is our group's director, and I want to invite her up. Let's bless her real good as she comes up. Welcome. That's really encouraging. Makes me feel good. Good morning. Good morning, family. So I am really excited to share on the presence of God uh, this morning because, one, it's, you know, something I'm really passionate about, but also because, and and go with me, it's going to sound a bit cliche, but um, I've just become, I've just grown in my realization how utterly dependent I am on His presence. And I know that's something that we say. So it's something you're just like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to say. Especially if you're on staff of the church. But I really believe that the journey we take in our spiritual life of going from we know that's something we're supposed to feel to it becoming our reality, that we are nothing without his presence, is probably one of the most important journeys we will ever take. And so I just want to share with you part of my journey on that. And also just a little bit on saying yes saying yes to the Lord. Um, So I believe the same way we have different seasons of life, uh, we have different seasons of our spiritual life. So we have highs, we have lows, we have seasons of breakthrough and blessing, and we have seasons that looked like surrender and dying to self and stretching and growing. And those are oftentimes the seasons that we we shy away from, right? Those are the ones that we try and take ourselves out of and we try to avoid with everything in us. But those are oftentimes the seasons that we, that offer the most invitation for growth and intimacy with God, you know? And so if we would just yield in and say yes, that that's actually, those are the times that he's like, I have the most for you in this. Just yield, just say yes. Will you say yes? And I'll be very transparent with you all. The last few years, uh, the past few years were very much those years for me. They, They were all very different marked differently, but, you know, they all very much were about surrender and very much about dying to myself and breaking things off. But through them, I can actually look back and see the immense growth that came from those years. And so earlier this year, January, uh, Trevor, my husband, for those who don't know, he and I were just reflecting on 2017 and on what God had done in the last year and what we felt like he was going to do in 2018. And he gave me one of the most genuine and most humbling compliments I think I've ever had. And he said, one of the things I most admire about you is that in everything you've ever been through, in every season, no matter what, you've always pressed into God. You've always pressed in. You've never relented. More than that, he was like, the things that most people would run away from, you've always said yes to. No matter whatever he's asked you to do, you just say yes. And he said, I believe that actually has produced an intimacy with God that so many people are desperate for and that we long for, but that they don't realize is found through saying yes. The intimacy, there's levels of intimacy that you actually access by being willing to say yes. And I had never thought of it that way, um, but I was looking back on that, and I had just been able to look through all of these different seasons of times of being willing to surrender and say yes, and what he had brought me through, and how, what it was that I then had this equity in actually knowing how faithful he was, 
I actually then had this thing to stand on that was like, I've seen him be so good and so faithful. I don't doubt it. I don't just say it. I know it. And so I wanted to share with you all kind of a story a little bit on that, on part of my journey in the midst. So a couple of years ago, I uh, was one of these years. It was really tough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was basically just dying to myself completely. A lot of stuff breaking off. Um, and I found myself looking for a new job in the midst of that time. And I remember sitting there with the Lord one day and he was like, hey, would you give me this month? Will you just give me a month? Don't work. I don't want you to work. I don't want you looking for a job. I don't want you doing anything. Just give me a month. And I was like, I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. I'm not going to lie. And he was like, well, you know, why is that? And I was like, well, it seems a bit irresponsible to do nothing. And he was like, well, it's never irresponsible to be obedient to God. Yeah. I was like, okay, you got that one. So I'll go there. And he was like, okay, uh, so next. And I'm like, well, it feels, I'm nervous about money. I'm, I'm nervous. Like we were in the process of adopting our daughter and I'm like, finances are tight, you know, this seems, that doesn't seem good with money, like, I need to be doing this, and he was like, it's just money, like, I do money like that, he's like, and you see me do money that way, so, really, what, what's going on, like, what's the real reason, and I just sat there, and I just was like, Lord, I'm just really tired, I was like, I'm, I'm so tired. I feel like I have been stretched then. I feel like I have been in this place of learning lessons and growing for so long and pruning, and I'm just tired. And I know what you have will be really good on the other side, but I'm just so tired. I'm willing to sit this one out if I could. And I just immediately felt the presence of the Lord just come in and just surround me. And I got this picture of running a marathon, and I'm running, and I see the... Uh, the finish line up ahead and I just collapse everything I just collapse and I'm laying on the floor and there's no amount of strength I can muster to get myself up to walk across the finish line and I just see and I can't move and all of a sudden I see the father running down from the bleachers and he comes onto the track and he lifts me up and he scoops me up in his arms and he walks me across the finish line and he just says, Kristen, I know how tired you are. I know you are how tired you are, but you've worked so hard to get here, and you fought so hard, and I don't want you to miss out what's on the other side. So will you say yes if I'm willing to carry you across? If I am willing to carry you to the other side, will you say yes? Because I don't want you to miss out what I have for you over there. And I just remember sitting there for literally the next two or three hours, I just sat there on my couch just weeping. And I was weeping because I just felt the presence of the Lord come in so strongly, but it was also a place of just surrender, knowing that it would be tough, it would be hard, it would be a lot of pain at times, but he would carry me. He promised he would carry me. And just the willingness to say yes to him in that. And I will, I'll be honest with you, it was, it was tough. It definitely was. There was so much that I went through in that, but there was so much joy. There was so much joy, I can't even tell you. I I mean, there were lies and false beliefs that I had carried and fears throughout most of my life that were broken off in that month of leaning in and choosing to yield to him and choosing to say yes to him. And I mean, there were obviously tough times, but I mean, I can't tell you how many afternoons of just pure jumping around, crazy reckless worship 
crying and just going after him and him meeting me right there in that room and just immense breakthrough. Stuff that was broken off that month that I've never, ever had to walk through again. Things that I've never actually had a hard time with ever again was from that time. And I mean, I will be honest that there was awesome breakthrough also in our life and the stuff of like, I got this awesome job that was completely from the Lord. We had breakthrough in our adoption process, stuff with our family. I mean, it was great, but none of that was the reward. That actually was just cool breakthrough, but the reward, family, the reward was his intimacy. The reward was actually him and his intimacy and knowing him like I had never known him before and experiencing him like I had never had the opportunity before and that that's the stuff that lasts. Jobs come and go, right? Like cool breakthrough, awesome stuff, money, it comes and goes. That intimacy, it that is the reward. You know, and, and I gave the analogy at first service, like a marriage. For anyone who's been married for a while, you'll know that the years that you you had to fight for, the ones that were tough, the ones that you actually had to hold on and get through, those were the ones that built so much trust and equity in your relationship, right? Those are the ones you look back on. You're like, we grew more in those years than ever before. And those are the ones that build that foundation. And this is what it looks like with presence of God. It's intimacy. It is romance. And it is love like nothing else. And those years where you have to fight for your faith and fight for that love with God, that actually lays those foundations. And you will never have to go back to those places. And that actually, the saying yes is where you get that breakthrough into being able to know him like you've never known him. And so I just felt like there was an invitation today that there are people here who are walking in similar seasons. You might be tired. You might be like, I feel like I have been in this forever, years even. And if that's you, I just feel like there's this invitation from the Lord today that he's wanting to take you deeper in intimacy and love with him. And I feel like there are places where you're like, I just need breakthrough. Like you don't know what's going on in our finances and with our life and our family. And the Lord's like, I care so much about those things. I care deeply about them, but I am most concerned with us. And he's like, I don't want to just give you this breakthrough and you miss out on what I have for us. Olivia Fairber, come on up, sweet girl. Come on up, where everybody can see you. Hi, my name is Olivia. I'm seven years old. Downstairs in Kids Church, I feel peaceful, safe, and calm in the presence of God. When we worship, um, I feel free to do whatever I want, and I do not think about what other people want me to do. I do not think about what other people think about me. I just feel free and just dance. That's good, huh? That's church. Just kidding. Um, well, yeah, that's it. Um, downstairs in kids, uh, I think our biggest thing downstairs, Seth and I have talked a lot, uh, it's really to have our children understand and feel that the presence of God is normal, that it's accessible, and it's something that's theirs already. Um, 
you know, we've got a lot of stuff going on downstairs and it's fun and it's good. And one of the things that we love to do uh, is what we like to call listening prayer. And so every now and then we'll put on 15 to 30 seconds of a nice little worship song, have the kids lay on their bellies and close their eyes if they want to or not, just posturing themselves to talk and to listen to God's voice. And what comes out of that is the most unfiltered, just amazing witness of what God's presence is supposed to be. And so some of the things that will happen is we've got kids, I told in the first service, we got this little boy named Ari, and he just has these two staple stuffed animals that he loves to bring, and a Mickey Mouse and a little fox. And the two times he's been able to be in there when we do listening prayer is we'll say, you know, what did God show you? What did he say? And, you know, sometimes it's great things. Sometimes it's nothing, um, which is a big teaching moment as well when it's nothing. And we teach persistence to the kids. And what we love with the kids is that they don't get angry, but what they feel sometimes, and we'll ask them, what do you feel if it's nothing? And they'll say words like, I want more. I want to ask again. And it's like, yes, that's the posture. That's the heart posture we want to instill in the kids is not, don't get defeated. Keep going. Okay. Anyway, I'm going off. So back to the little stuffed animals. So the two times, and we'll say, what did you see? What did you feel? And he popped up with big old eyes and was like, I saw a fox and I saw Mickey Mouse. And I was like, what did you feel? And his words were, God sees me. And I was walking out of the first service and I really felt the Holy Spirit go, that's a big deal for some people to hear. So from the mouth of babes, what whoever's heart needs that posture again, if you're not hearing him right now, and we're adults, we do feel frustrated and angry sometimes, and that's real, but he sees you. And if all he's showing you is that little stuffed animal that's your favorite, it matters. And your heart needs to hear that whoever you are, all of us, it matters. And that's his voice. I just want to pray that over. Is that okay? I didn't do that in the first service, but it's just, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Okay. And you need to hear that you're a big deal. Our kids downstairs know they're big. It's unfiltered. They trust it. They know it. She knows it. She runs around the house and starting to shut doors. We have a big rule in our house. You're not supposed to shut doors. We have three girls. So you never know what's going to happen. So it's a big rule, but she started shutting doors and I was like, Hey, Libby, what are you doing in the room? She was like, well, I'm practicing talking to God. What was huge about that is that we didn't tell her to do that. So they come to church and they share that with their friends. And that's a huge deal. Guys, we're adults, but don't lose being like a kid. Shut the room in your house and in your cars and practice. And if you don't hear him and you don't see him, do it again. 